Hello, welcome back to 30 Dirty and Dying. And today, we're not the only ones on our deathbed. (laughs) We've got a special guest in the virtual building. And And she's a lot older than (laughs) y'all. A millennial, but old. So we've got all range of millennial here today. (laughs) And it's an exciting time. So, as you know, I am Clarissa. I'm Courtney. And today we have Jamie. Jamie, why don't you tell the the kids, probably not children, <laughs> listening to this, where they might know you from. Hey, so I am Jamie. I run a couple meme pages. Um, one of them is Millennial Misery. Another one is Humorous Resources. And I started another one here recently called Horrendous HR Stories. Ooh. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, so I'm sure you guys know that that username. If you're on Instagram, if you're on TikTok, like those meme pages are everything. They embody what it's like to be an aging millennial on the internet. At least I feel that way. Yeah. I feel like I'm looking into my in diary. Corporate. <laughs> yeah, working, working in corporate. Yeah, working in corporate, yeah. Which a lot of us have had to do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... Thank you so much, Jamie, for coming on the show. We're so excited to have you here and talk about all things millennial, dying, aging. (laughs) Yeah. Which is our whole vibe. Thanks for letting me invite myself on. Of course. Um, It's an honor. Yes. I really appreciate it. Yes, we're glad glad you enjoy us and listen to us so much that you wanted to be a part of it. Yes. Even when y'all asked me what year, I was like, oh, I already, I got this. Okay, great. See, I was hoping. I was like, I mean, she wanted to come on, so I like I hope she's listened. Yes, I but do that was my... listen. Yes. So we have the millennial misery stamp of approval, which I feel like <laughs> is kind of the Oscars in this millennial podcast game. Yes, you have the blue verified check mark without the eight dollars. Oh, yay. Honestly, I don't really have eight dollars. That has been that Twitter has been amazing. Truly. Can I mean I just bravo to all those fake accounts. Seriously, I mean, they've made some big impact, really, honestly, and it's amazing. It's so good. Every time I log into Twitter, which I think I'm logging to Twitter more in the last, like, week and a half than I have in six months. Seriously. It's so <laughs> crazy out there. But that kind of leans into what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what it's like to be a millennial on the internet. We've all been on the internet for pretty much... The whole time it's been a household commodity, uh, Mm -hmm. which feels like eons and eons, Mm -hmm. like we said before we started. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to let the conversation go where it goes. But first, you guys already know, we got to go. Back in time. All right. Back in time. Back streets, back. That's what the vibe it gave me. That's what it's from. That's, that's Thank point. you oh. for getting it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, I kind of feel like an idiot. All right. Well, no one's ever Thanks pointed it out, out to pointing out the us. obvious, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, no one's ever pointed it out before, so. Oh, okay. Well. Congrats. I get it's your first idiot then. <laughs> no, both of our partners have been on. It's not our first idiot. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Good thing they don't listen. Um, <laughs> True. They don't listen unless they're on it. And Mike, um, Mike doesn't even no. listen to his episodes. I don't think Justin does either. He doesn't That's care. Hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he's just like, oh, did it go up? Was it good? <laughs> I could have cut him out. He'd have no idea. <laughs> back in time. We are going to go back to 2007 today. So very early stages of social media, the internet. We've been there a little bit before, but we're going to dive in deeper. Usually for back in time, Courtney and I handle it because, again, our guests are usually our partners and they don't want any part of it. But (laughs) it felt like a crime to cut Jamie out of a back in time for social media. So we're all going to revisit our lives in 2007. And there's I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cringe. I'm not really sure why I, I posted my status so much. Like, I have so many just scrolling through right now, and I'm like, oh, I already hate myself. <laughs> well, you got to hit us with them then. Oh, my God. Okay, so right off the bat, this doesn't even make sense. Thinking sooner rather than later might be a good idea. 
what? Mm. <laughs> About what? Do you know? You probably I, know. <laughs> what? Who am I? <laughs> what does that even mean? I was probably drunk. How old um, were you in 2007, if you don't mind oh, telling us? Oh, I, I was 25. Okay. I'm an older girl. So this year I had actually bought, I, I obviously had already graduated college. I had um, purchased my first house. Oh, um, wow. Dreams well, we could I mean, never realize. Well, yeah, back I, then in 07. So hold on. This is even funnier. So I was making like literally twelve fifty an hour at um, a, a a job like it was just a I was like an HR assistant essentially and I was making 1250 an hour and I thought I had an apartment for a year and I thought you know what I'm gonna try to buy a house and I did and guess what happened the following year the market crashed Ooh. oh yeah um I was lucky enough that I stayed employed um during that time and I um kept my house during that but uh by the time I sold it in 2015 I barely broke even oh yikes so, yeah so sure 25 year old buying her first house it was like a tiny condo for like a hundred grand and you know I couldn't buy somebody's back shed for a hundred grand right now <laughs> no I no, think I'm the only I one know. that's not owned a house and I don't even know what I'm gonna do like it's saying ridiculous. we are gonna buy a house next year feels like saying that we're gonna like also get unicorns it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you do you want to live in my back shed? Not really. Okay, I'll, I'll sell <laughs> it to you. I'll it sell it to you for, for five hundred five hundred uh, dollars a month instead of a thousand. A thousand? I, you think that's what I pay for rent? That's hilarious. Oh, that's cute. It's <laughs> really adorable, Courtney. Uh, well, in, instead so... of instead of more than a thousand. Well, I don't think I didn't have um, set social media in 2007 because I didn't I didn't have Facebook yet. And MySpace was the only other thing. And I wasn't allowed on MySpace because of all the predators. Um, I used it a lot, though, <laughs> like on the down low. For my oh, mom. A secret. Yeah, I was a just a rebel, I guess. Um, but I know, Courtney, you had some some similar-esque posts on Facebook in 2007, right? Um, I mean, mine were just uh, bored or home or tired. <laughs> and that's that's it. That's that's the post of 2007, Courtney, was bored. Or I post oh pictures God. of myself. <laughs> I literally have one from October 22nd, 2007. It says, in a car wreck. What? In a car wreck? In a car. One, I don't remember said car wreck. Um, two, why did I feel the need? And you know, back then you didn't have it on your phone. So it's not like I busted out my phone and typed this in on the Facebook app. Like that means I like went home. You thought about out it. my laptop. You were like, I've got a fire this post. Gonna, this is going to be a great fucking status. It's going to go viral. And, like, not a soul liked it. Not a soul commented. Like this is gonna go. Accident. Oh, oh, oh my God! You should see these. These are. Re oh, I'm embarrassed. Hit us. I'm. I'm Cry ready to give you the spotlight on this one. It lit literally says your sugar mama. Um, is got that? <laughs> I yeah. wonder. I hope Hold that on, gas another was audible. Got that? <laughs> got that fire? What? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like is a go-getter i think i was just like posting lyrics of course that's oh. what it was oh yeah i mean oh lyric God. posting is like the number one sure. thing in facebook back then yeah like is a fast machine like what, what? it's feeling <laughs> sexy roar did you do roar or did you roar no i did actual roar r-o-a-r okay. mm -hmm. like not the correct roar like not the myspace roar not the roar See, i was more of a i was a roar xd for sure yeah. i was well, an emo yeah. kid that's crazy this is embarrassing this <laughs> that's why this, we do this to just embarrass yeah. ourselves yeah um, i was like i said no social media like that was specifically mine but i remember that was the year of like i don't know i feel like the internet and social media as a concept like became a thing at least to me like Everything was, like, pictures you were sharing online. You were on YouTube all the time. Like, I was on YouTube all the time with my friends. Like, I learned how to code and do HTML so I could do MySpace uh -huh. backgrounds. And um, I was on, like, Quizilla 
and did do backgrounds for that kind of those sites. And now I can't even like copy and paste exactly correctly. Like, but I could do a whole like I was I was a ro- I was a robotics engineer when it came to my like MySpace profiles and stuff. Oh yeah, my MySpace was fucking banging. <laughs> like I had it even that you couldn't turn off the sound. Oh, yeah, I had I, was I like, had that hidden. Watch this. Yeah, watch this. You're going to listen to this Fergalicious song if you like <laughs> it or not. Like, I I really wish that we still had MySpace because I would love to just take a peek at it and see what crazy ass shit I posted, you know? Oh, yeah. I feel like it would heal us all. Actually, matter of fact, I posted something that Just Me Rod. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, about how he he said um we should have uh like if 10 I minutes just, yeah 10 minutes back on myspace it would cure my depression like seriously i concur so fun fact there's actually a website i think it's called face space or something like that and it's, yes, it's just like yes. myspace used to be yes I have no idea what this is, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think it's called Hayspace. Hey yes, it's Hayspace. Yeah. I I had a, I have an account. I created it, and then I forgot about it until just now. Oh Maybe that's where we, we're all going when Twitter explodes. I feel like we should, yeah. especially we when should Twitter explodes, because it's gonna. We should bring it back, and you guys should be the sponsors for it. Ooh, and then, high praise. Then you can you can like plug it in your pod. I, I mean, would love that. I'm trying to get you all that cash. Cash. We'll take it. Yeah. Hey, hey, space me, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, space Make it us. rain. Come on. I'm actually looking them up on um, Instagram. Oh, man. Well, look, stay tuned for that. I, I feel like we'll be talking way more about them yes. as we, we get through yes. the next wave of social media. Yes. On the- <laughs> You're listening to 30, Dirty, and Dying. If you're in your late 20s and your early 30s and don't quite feel like an adult, but you certainly don't feel like a kid anymore, you may have found the right podcast. Every week we wade through our own existential crisis and figure out what life is supposed to look like on this side of 30 and relive some of our favorite memories from years gone by. We'd love to have you along for the ride, so make sure you follow and find us on social media at 30DirtyAndDying to keep up with what we're doing next. Obviously you run these meme pages and they speak to the souls of millennials on the internet. Uh, Cause we've been there for like all of it, whether you're an older millennial or a younger millennial, we've kind of all got that in common of like, we were at the, the start of when it became a thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's been a thing for, for longer than I can even comprehend. So I, I'm curious from your perspective, like what was the thought process in taking these meme pages off like how did it start and was it to to have that sort of outlet to just think about those good old days or how did that happen so honestly so i actually started humorous resources um first i um am actually a human resources professional and have been for the last 18 years and at that time well i'm currently i'm still working in healthcare but i was working in healthcare and it was like smack dab in the pandemic and Working in healthcare during the pandemic in HR um, was a nightmare. Um, obviously, the doctors and nurses had it way worse than what I had it. But the, you know, things were the CDC was constantly changing things. Um, you know, they were trying to mandate vaccines, and people didn't want to get vaccines. And it was just like a really weird time in my career. Mm-hmm. And I've always been. Um, I don't know. I've, I've always been like a joker and like I've made memes just on my own personal page, but no one could really see them other than my friends. And I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna have some fun with it. And I honestly, I was surprised to be completely honest, how many people, um, how many HR professionals out there needed like a funny release, um, of to, to be able to joke and like openly joke in a safe space. Um, and then it be, kind of came just a like all of corporate, right? Because we all deal with the same bullshit in our jobs. Um, and we have to exchange pleasantries and emails that we don't want to exchange. And, you know, we all have arch nemesis in, in work or, you know, um, we're, we're worried our boss is mad at us. So it all, it just became like um, not just um, human resources meme page, but it came really just like corporate meme page. 
But then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'd really love to post more stuff that's like back in the day, throwback stuff. And so I created Millennial Misery about a year later. And um, it's just been so much fun kind of connecting with different people on there because it's just different. Um, The people that I um, DM back and forth with on Millennial Misery, usually there's a connection because they're like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about this memory. You unlocked it. I remember Christmas morning, you know, 1997, me and my brother unwrapping this. Um, and it's just this crazy connection you get with people. Um, whereas on like the, my humorous resources, it's just like a funny giggle. Oh my God, my boss is the worst. She does this too or whatever. So, um, it's been a lot of fun, uh, both of them. And they're definitely a label or a love. Um, meme pages don't pay. Um, you might get brand deals here and there, but I do have a real job. So I've been very picky about, um, any kind of brands that reach out to me and, um, you know, for instance, like sex toys, like I don't have a problem with sex toys, but I also don't want to post that stuff on my page. Um, so, you know, it's like I turn down money a lot and um, because I really just want to keep my page, my pages, what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's it's tricky because social media, I feel like, is is such a different animal than it was even like five years ago, mm-hmm. but especially like when I remember social media starting, like, I don't even, I don't even know when the whole brand deal thing came into existence with like influencers and stuff. So it's, it's hard to get a handle on. I feel, especially if you haven't made it like your whole entire job and life, which a lot of people are like influencer is a job now. Oh yeah. And I, I don't consider myself an influencer. I don't even, I don't even know if I would say content creator. I'm a meme maker and I'm, would consider myself more of a comedian that, but my stage is Instagram or TikTok. Um, I don't, you know, get up on stage and um, on like open mic night. That's my stage. Um, so that's kind of, um, I don't know. I think I have a different take than a lot of um, other people in the space. Um, and I'm just more kind of chill about it. I'm not saying that my way is the best way either. I'm just saying I am. Um, I kind of have to be, cause like I said, I do have a real job. I am married. I do have children. Um, and these are laborers of love, but they're a lot of fun for me and they bring me a lot of joy. No, I totally get that. I think that's an interesting way to put it like the comedian thing, because I, I don't think people have enough, um, consciousness of how hard it is to make something land, even on a stage like the internet. For it's, sure funny it's 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 like being a stand-up comedian like you can get up on a stage and say stuff that you know is funny or you feel like is funny but it's not always gonna land yeah and it's 100%. the same it's definitely mm-hmm. the same but your stuff definitely lands an awful lot <laughs> i mean i love it <laughs> um i know the other day i'm like trying to find it right now oh that thing you posted that was um the different scrolling bars over oh, time, yeah, I like know. from 1988 to Why, it made me feel things that I didn't know that I needed to feel about a scroll bar. Same, like when I saw it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I missed the 2001 that blue," and then I realized, like I said that out loud. Yeah, like, I had feelings <laughs> about a scrolling well, bar. Same. The moment I, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's incredible!" Like I, the two, for some reason. The ones that stuck out the most for me was like the 97 and the 06. I mean, they all look familiar, but oh, the 98 and the 2006. And I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. Why do I feel things for scroll bars? Like, yeah, I weird. remember the 2006 well. Because like I said, that's like when I was peakly on the internet and all of those yeah. things. But I remember the 2001, like when we first got a computer, even though it was later, I feel like it was closer to 2006, we still had that blue bar on one of those yes. giant Dells. Yes. And I just remembered it. I was like, oh my God, like you said, memory unlocked. Like, yeah, didn't realize stuff you forget about. And like, um, I think last week I randomly woke up and just remembered jock. um, What's it? uh, The rock and jock thing on MTV. Like I completely forgot about those. Yeah. And and I couldn't believe um, how many people remembered those too. the basketball and the um, softball rock and jocks on mtv but it's it's crazy because 
like so many things are just unlocked and there's so many other pages too that I follow like nostalgia pages and it's just fun to follow I think um I think as millennials we um there's a whole theory about this that I won't go in but I do think that we connect more with our childhood um than other generations I think we kind of cling to it um and I think that's why like any nostalgia page um, and millennial misery are successful in that realm because um, it's like, I don't know. It's like our trauma of our adulthood reaching back to the safe place in our childhood, you know, of like whatever we had, whatever toy. I mean, I feel like we've had such, we've lived through so many different changes that are so like important to just like how life is now. So yeah. we're, we're clinging to it because it was, it was so important. Like I remember getting my first AOL CD in the mail, you know, like I remember the first computer. I remember um, like internet and like the game and game boys and like all this, all the technology that we, we started with no technology, no big technology. And then all of a sudden, like we're living through all of these technologies and all the advancements. So like, I, I don't know, like, I think it's just so, so important. Like we've lived through so much and that's why we are like kind of clinging to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like our safe place, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, those are the things that brought us joy. We talk a lot about like how you said, like, it's our, it's like our trauma bond as millennials of like, mm -hmm. life sucks. I know. <laughs> You're not okay. <laughs> Let's just like, remember Neopets? Remember that? <laughs> like, we just kind of oh like yes. fall into that kind of stuff because I don't, I don't like remembering other things about my childhood. I think something else about being millennials is, you know, now I, f I feel like on TikTok, on on even Instagram and stuff, I see Gen Z, I see these other groups. They're very open about everything that they've gone through, personal and generational trauma. And like, we weren't, we so were not. Like it was so much more closed up and now we're doing that. But I don't know, I just feel like that might be part of it too. Like for me, that wasn't a part of our conversation. And now it is. But I like to look back more on like the childhood things because that's what I associate with. I don't know. For sure. And I think it's funny because back then we were on the internet, but we weren't necessarily as connected as we are now, right? Mm -hmm. True. But it's funny how much of when I post something, we all had the same childhood almost. Um, yeah. Or very similar. You know what I mean? And it's it's crazy um, to bond over the internet now um like i think i posted this was a while ago i posted this but um like we all heard the same rumor about marilyn manson having his ribs yes. removed so he yep. could. but like how did we know that <laughs> you know way back then yeah because we um, didn't have we didn't have like twitter or like <laughs> facebook to be like hey exactly. did you guys hear about this like no we just word of mouth exactly so it's just it's just funny to kind of look back on things like that we're like we're, we were so connected, but we didn't know it because now it's so instant um, and and trends and not just like clothing trends, but like trends are not um, necessarily they're in your face constantly with social media. Um, and back then we just kind of <laughs> we we were buying what was ever in store. <laughs> yeah, like I was a JCPenney spokesmodel and didn't even know it because it was like, that's just where we went. Like oh, my the God. Department stores. But like now it's like, oh yeah, I got this from this place and this from this place. I'm like, yeah. this is on the sale rack at JCPenney's in the women's section because I was oh, a big yeah. kid. Like, I, I was a Sears girl. A Sears oh, yeah. and a Walmart girl. Came, oh, we did Walmart then, like, too. Walmart. Walmart My mom just really likes... Yeah, Walmart has cute clothes now. Oh, yeah. Back then, it was questionable. <laughs> Oh, so questionable. I remember I got this one shirt from Walmart that was like my favorite shirt ever. And it was like cuffed shoulders, the weirdest color orange in the world. And it had these two like girls on it, like cartoons, glitter, all glitter, which is so practical. And it just said like, my way or the highway. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing ever. I was like, you couldn't find that today. I wish no. I saw that. I know. I was like, we need, you need to post a picture of that. 
I'm gonna. On. I'm sure. Honestly, I'm sure I have a picture of it because oh I God, wore yes. it so much. I'm gonna you try need to find it. To post it. I'll, I'll that's employ amazing. my mom and be like, "Hey, go in your yes. photo album." Yes, and find I know. This. My mom has all my all my photos too. That my mom doesn't. It's funny. <laughs> Sorry, because your mom's yep. dead. <laughs> yep. That's it. Wouldn't the dying be part, huh? It, it wouldn't be an episode of Thirty Dirty and Dying if Courtney didn't mention that her mom's dead. So you've been inaugurated into the club. Welcome. <laughs> I feel. Yep, welcome. I mean, this, it wasn't the first time today that I talked about mom being dead. So it'd be weird if it was. Yeah. It's funny though that you mentioned the like the Marilyn Manson thing. Because I think another thing about social media that's that's made life a little different, like I'll see things on TikTok now, but I have no concept of time. Like, like if I'm like the most recent thing I can think of is like when the Adam Levine cheating scandal happened, however long ago. I don't remember how I heard that. I don't remember where I heard that other than it was probably on TikTok. <laughs> no concept of time because everything revolves around social media. But like, I remember exactly where I was when my friend Gary told me that Marilyn Manson removed a rib so that he could pleasure himself. We were in an eighth grade classroom and homeroom and he was trying to like bend forward on the floor. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm trying to be like Marilyn Manson. Haven't you heard? And it was like a rainy day in February. And I remember that. <laughs> but I don't remember almost anything that happens now, like quote unquote trend or gossip wise yeah. on the internet. Cause it's like happening all the time. All the time. Yeah. One well, more constantly inundated with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, constantly. And, and even like um, one thing that I sometimes get on is at work, we have like a news page that pops up on our internet browser and I will get sucked into the news stories on there. Um, but even it pulls in TikToks on there. Um, so you're just like, even at work, I'm inundated with it. You know what I mean? It's, ne it's never, it's never not present. Even at the gas station, the gas pumps play videos now. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, so what? unnecessary. I just noticed that the other day. I was like at a, a gas station around here and it started talking. And I was like, yeah. what is going on? Like, what in the so robot is this? <laughs> I hate it. I was. <laughs> no, I'm like. I'm going to sit in my car. It's, it's actually funny <laughs> yeah. that you mentioned that. So I actually went to a comedy show last last weekend. Nick Swarson. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah, I've met him before, Did you? actually. Oh, oh yeah. my, we're going to have a story he, time after Courtney. Oh, oh yeah. I, the, I got a story oh, time, too. I love, I love him so much, and he was so funny. But moral of the story is his like the, the comedian that came on before him. I for, his name was also Nick, but I don't remember his last name. He was talking about how... Um, all of the streaming services and how all of those streaming services have specific like TV shows that are just for them. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, I, I saw this show the other day and it's just at the gas pump. It's, you can only watch. You can only watch it at the gas pump. Only watch it at the gas yeah. pump. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, it's true though. Like one, it's weird that gas pumps have like things that play, but it's, it's the same with like media. Like the, there's so many streaming services. There's so many different TV mm -hmm. shows. Like you can get at an instant, but each streaming service have specific shows and you're like, okay, well I have to have this streaming service now if I want to watch this. And if I, I have to have this streaming service, if I want to watch this and you better believe I have all of them. It's like, you have to, if you want to know anything. Yeah. That's oh my happening. God. It, and, and like, I need a service in and of itself that tells me what, what it's on. <laughs> like, okay. I don't want to have to Google everything. You know what I mean? It's so, oh, uh, it's so difficult. Yeah, but it's like now I inundated. If I want to watch a movie, like a specific movie, I literally have to Google it on my phone and like yeah. watch options yes. to see which yes. streaming service it might be on, if I have to pay for it. Whereas, like, I don't know, I miss just walking into the blockbuster. It's there. Oh my God. And if it's not there, we're going to find can, something else. <laughs> can they bring back, you know what would be. They could bring back the TV Guide channel, but for streaming. Services. Oh, I love that. Please. You could like type it in, you know, or just like say it in your remote and be like, um, you know, and actually have it be accurate. Oh, fun. Yeah. Like now I, I do that. I tried to do that with the like Xfinity remote. Like, yeah. The option. And it is the most like clusterfuck it, of a. It is. Cause it always gives you the option to buy it or, yeah, it's or like, rent it. And I'm like, no, no, be... I know it's free somewhere. Yeah, it has to be. might be on your HBO add on, but would you like to spend $24.99 <laughs> on it instead? 
probably not. Uh, no, thanks. I'm good. All set. I, I mean, you've got to tell us your story time about. I know. Meeting. I was like, I gotta, got yeah, to. I'm trying to find the picture, actually. So oh, if you do, let us know. We will throw I, it up on the. I know. I'm, I'm actually trying to find it right now. I can't remember what year it was. It was either 2008 or 2009. He was randomly in this bar that <gasps> I used to frequent in downtown Nashville. Um, I'm pretty sure he had just finished a set at Zany's. Um, it was late. Like, it was probably like one or two in the morning. So, like, I was pretty trash. My friend was pretty trash. And um, he was um, as well, I believe, or something. And um, we recognized him immediately. And I honestly think that annoyed the fucking shit out of him. Because um, we went up to him. We're like, oh, my God, hey. Um, and, you know, this was way back in the day. So it wasn't like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, what was out that we would have known him from, like, Adam Sandler movies, probably. Yeah, I was you know going to say, mean? that's, like, that's where my mind goes right now. Yeah. Like, not to take like, away from his career, but my mind goes to, like, him being, like, the, the funny yeah. outburst and, in an Adam Sandler movie. And, and way back then, I'm pretty sure that's probably the only place we When did come, When did Grandma's like, Boy come out? Because that's where I know him from. Oh, great. I know from Grandma's Boy, too. Let's Google that. I'm, <laughs> I'm curious about that. I'm on it. Let's see. Grandma's 2006. Yes. Okay. So right okay. around. So yes. And we might have quoted Grandma's Boy to him, which would have been really annoying. Let's be oh. honest. Um, but he was not very nice to us, but he did take a picture Aww. with us and he looks pissed that at us. That makes it. me so sad. That's good. Well, well, and I kind of felt bad too. Cause like I, after, cause of course I had my digital camera. Guys. Oh, of course. I mean, oh yeah. Camera out at the bar. Um, I remember like waking up the next morning and I couldn't wait to look at my pictures and I was like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> they always were. Like those like, cameras were the oh, worst quality. It's terrible. And he clearly hates us and I probably make it a huge fool of myself. So, but a story Nick, if forever. you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, because Nick Horton's listening to 30 Dirty and Dying right now. <laughs> oh my God, I would shit my pants. He could be. I would shit my pants so hard if he listened <sighs> to this. So I do apologize, Nick. I do apologize. Nick Thorson, I love you. You're my favorite comedian ever. Come meet me, please. So you can shit your pants. I can shit my pants. It'll be a story that he can talk about in his stand up. Like, I met this I met this one girl who podcasts and she shit herself. Immediately. Like, hello shit. I would just like cry. Brian Brian shit. Shit. That's I mean another tagline. That's really all I do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm depressed and I have Crohn's disease. I just cry and shit. That's our whole brand right there. Just like depression well, and Crohn's. Yeah, I uh, was like, I have IBS, so I'm like almost right there with you. Oh my god, welcome, <laughs> welcome. See, I feel like I need a digestive disorder. I've got so many others. But I feel like to hang with Courtney and now with you, Jamie, I gotta... You can't, you can't sit with us. Like, I, well, no, I don't have shitting pants. Apparently I can't. No, my dad has Crohn's, so I could be coming. Close just, enough. Just wait. You're a descendant. <laughs> yeah, I'm a descendant of the House of Crohn's. And that's got to be on Game of Thrones, right? Same thing. And um, I'm coming. Enjoy your sh- your blood-free shit. You're listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, where we might not be flirty or thriving, but we're 30 and trying. Keep listening and check out all our episodes on life, love, death, and more. I wanted to ask your opinion about this, Jamie. I know recently, like in the last couple of months, I've seen a lot of the discourse, especially on TikTok, you know, which is like the new thing. Um, the whole like Gen Z thinking we're super cringe, which I'm not saying we're not, but... But, like, it seems like there's been an awful lot of discourse about that. And as somebody who's, like, very into the social media thing, like, I just didn't know. What was your what was your take on that? I don't, you know, it's funny to me that, like, um, why do we keep pitting generations against each other type thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, millennials hate boomers and, and Gen Z thinks millennials are cringe. And I'm like, we are. We're totally cringe. Yeah, I know I'm But cringe. we also own it. You know what I mean? But I also see Gen Z emulating us a lot. Um, not in, obviously, in trends, like in style, right? In the early 2000s. Um, yeah. And I think it's really funny. Like the the um, the girl, the TikToks that I posted yesterday from um, Jay with the commit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You if you want to bring, bring back the back? early 2000s. Yeah. Commit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
over-tweeze your eyebrows. Commit! The pitting against each other thing is so strange. Yeah, and I, and like I said, I, I really do. I think a lot of times it's funny. Like, there's actually, if you look at my demographics on my page, um, there's quite a bit of Gen Z's that follow. And um, a lot of times they'll comment under videos and they'll be like, that's why we love y'all. Um, like millennials, that's why we love millennials. Um, I don't know. I like Gen Z per- personally. I think they're doing big things like in the political yeah. stance. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really wonderful making... in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I truly think that they're making some amazing changes and, um, you know, they like even during the election time, some of the things that uh, they did in the 2020 election um, with the power of social media, like I, I, I truly actually really dig Gen Z and I think um, that they're a great generation um, and I don't like them trying to you know anyone trying to pit anyone against each other though the boomers can <laughs> yeah that's a different conversation um, yeah. that's um, like they're different yeah they cannot sit um, with us but i but would love yeah, to sit with gen but, z yeah gen z i honestly i mean i i really um i think they're doing big things and i'm excited for them to like kind of come into their own and um i will i will be i will not be a cranky millennial boomer no, I, I can't imagine that scenario. Like, I don't think it looks the same because I, I think with the boomers, right? Like, that's someone who, that's a group of people who, for the most part, have very little concept of, like, living with the internet in yeah. terms of their formative years. Whereas mm-hmm. we have at least some concept. Now, our concept is different, and sometimes there are growing pains. I know for me personally, like, there are times I've been, like, super cringe because I'm like, I don't get stuff. But I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I want to see what they do. Like, we talked about on our uh, episode about body positivity a lot about what Gen Z is doing in that space, especially on social media. And I think that's like fantastic for just society in general. Like, I think if the whole heroin chic is back doesn't stick, we can thank Gen Z for sure. Definitely. I think, I think they're going to do big things and I think they're going to do things that we as millennials were unable to do just because we didn't have the same. I think, I think you're definitely right. Have we had any moments, any of us where we really have felt like cringe millennials on the internet? Like, I don't know what's happening here and I'm embarrassed for myself. Do we have any moments that come to mind? I know I do. I, I can I mean, kick us off. I mean, if you yeah, were... I was like, I, I was just going to say like sometimes when I literally have to Google what a word means. Oh, I do that all the time. Like just, I had to Google yeah. cap so many times, like cap when people were putting those emojis in comments. I was like, what? Who's or, wearing a hat? I don't understand. Or, yeah. Like, or a while ago on TikTok, people were just putting chairs in comments. I was like, what I still don't that get that. Mean? Yeah, I, I it don't. Just, it literally means nothing. I That's don't understand what's... it. I just am pretending like, it's not happening, much like like my credit score. Like I'm actually, so I'm pretty sure someone made a TikTok and was like, "Hey, to confuse people, start commenting this." Exactly. That's it what it feels like. Means nothing. I know the the one most recently that I was like, "Oh, I'm a hundred. I was on TikTok and I started seeing the. This was a, a few months ago. Don't ask me when. A few months ago, when like Young Gravy started happening, oh, and yeah. that song that like samples um, "Never Gonna Give You Up." Ripple. And I just saw the song happening and I saw it on stuff. I just saw it on, on other people's TikToks though, as a sound, I didn't see like, I don't know, a music video or anything like that. And I, I didn't put it together that like young gravy was a person that wrote a song. <laughs> I literally thought that it was like a giant meme. And like somebody had said like young gravy as if they, I don't know, maybe they're a KFC stan <laughs> Like, I imagined, like, the old YouTube parody videos where people would dress up like something and and make a crazy song that made no sense and replace lyrics to a song. I literally thought that's what it was. And then I saw, like, the human man singing that song, and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, my God. Like, for months, I literally thought that that was just, like, a meme. I thought he was a meme. I didn't think he existed. I was like, well, I'm too old for this app. (laughs) I should probably go. I constantly feel too old for that app. (laughs) I love it, but I feel like... Oh, me too. I know my... TikTok's your favorite, Courtney. Yeah, I love TikTok and Young Gravy, because <laughs> I actually was listening to him the other day. I like him now. I think he's really fun. He's got a very, like, 70s energy, and I'm about it. And he it. loves um, Hot Mom. Yeah. Like Ned Flanders' yeah. wife. He's 26. He's, yeah, he is, he's only 23. 26. But... It always blows my mind when yeah. I'm 
when I'm watching like social media or just like TV in general, and these these people are younger than me, I'm like, wow, that's that's what makes me feel old because I'm just I'm watching these people be like so cool and so successful, and I'm like, oh, they have to be like older than me or my age, and I'm like, oh no, they're like 21. Wow. Yeah, that's what's disappointing about TikTok. <laughs> right? Like it's so I'm like, like oh, oh damn, wow. I'm so much older than you. I think there's so much with TikTok, especially like it's so aesthetically driven. Like if you don't have the the aesthetic, it's not going to reach as many people or whatever. I don't know. I don't pretend to know much about the algorithms, but it's there's so much aesthetic and there's so many people that look like they have like this immaculate, again, influencer-esque place. And it's like they're 19 years old. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I... I, I just don't know. It's I mean it's cool. Again, it's like I I I hope good things for them, but it makes me feel very like oh no, I'm not gonna do okay. All right, <laughs> those are off my algorithm, thankfully, because that ain't good for my you. Vibe. <laughs> good for you. I've watched a few too many like recipes because I yeah. like to trick myself that I can cook. I can't, but sometimes I try, and then I get into that side of TikTok where it's like. Look at my sugar bowl that I paid $47 for. (laughs) I wish it was more, like, random and fun. Like, you really, if you want to, like, do anything, you have to be really calculated about it. Which is, I mean, we have our, like, our TikTok page where, Clarissa, you do the majority of them because you're better at it than me. But, like, I... I disagree. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like I... I don't want to post something if it's not going to, like, be good. So, like, I'm afraid to post because I'm not going to be as good as everyone else is. But, like, back in the day, like, you could just post whatever. Like, I was posting bored and people would like it. Yeah. You know, like, you can't just do that anymore. And I kind of miss, like, the fun random randomness of the Internet that it's. Like, I mean, it's still random, but, like, you really have to be calculated about it. It feels definitely more curated in everything you do. I mean, how do, is that something that you kind of ever face, Jamie, especially running a, a really consistent set of pages there? Um, I, honestly, I just post what I like <laughs> and hope it sticks. I'm, I am dead serious. Um, I, I don't know, like... It, I feel like it's kind of been successful thus far. So fingers crossed, I keep enjoying stuff and it's relatable enough for other people. But um, I just recently, um, I got a new job in April and at my old job, I kept this all private. Um, and um, so I just recently really started showing my face and um, like on on my pages and doing TikToks. Um, and a lot of times I feel cringy, um, but I post it anyway. Cause I'm like, I don't really fucking care. Cause I, I truly don't. Um, and it's funny because I, I never, I don't care. And now people are at work are starting to find it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I'm the... like, oh wow. Now I'm cringe. Like now I'm, I'm like, I'm going to post this and I look like a fucking tool. Um, <laughs> But I, once again, I'm like, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for fun and to get a laugh out of at least somebody. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get you on that. I mean, I've I've struggled myself to get out of that comfort zone. Because, again, I feel like when you come from a different time in the Internet where, yeah, for we sure. were just throwing up, like, digital camera, terrible grainy stuff and putting up YouTube videos that made absolutely no sense because they were, like, random and funny with our friends. But... It, I don't think we thought about it as like the world will see this. <laughs> At least no, I didn't back then. No, like that I wasn't what the internet for sure was. I didn't. It felt just like a this is just for me and my friends and no one else, which is why we all posted like the most ridiculous pictures that I hope never see the light of day. I hope I've oh, scrubbed from the internet. Uh, for real. Back then. Because it yeah, it was like not the same thing. And now you're posting and it's like it feels more like the world could see this well yeah like oh my god this got a million views and it's something i literally was you know like i didn't think would get 10 views and it got a million views and you just you kind of don't know what's gonna blow up and and (sighs) so that's why i kind of say like just post it and see what happens 
that's um, the, the mindset I've tried to get into with it because I mean, going into trying to to keep a social media presence up for like something like this podcast. Yeah. And, I'm an author. So that's a whole other part of it too. Like I've got a book coming out next year. So they're like, make sure you post. And I'm like, okay, like, what do you mean? (laughs) Because it seems so daunting to like be the personality and not just shit post. Yeah. Which is, I think we come from a generation of shit posting. For sure. Put your face on it is, it feels weird for me too. I totally get that. Yeah. I think you just gotta, like you said, dive in with both feet. Like I know some of the, I know Courtney, you said you think I'm better at the TikTok, but I, I really just think I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what but sticks. You know, yeah, but you're, to, I guess. exactly. You never know what's going to stick. And you know, I'll be honest, like there'll be TikToks that I literally spend 30 minutes, like changing outfits and changing the way my phone sits and making sure I have the right music picked out and I'll spend 30 minutes doing this. And then I'll literally get 400 views and then I'll post another one that took me one take, not even probably 10 seconds and it has a million hits. And I'm like, what is this formula? It's so crazy. Like, and you just never know. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any millions for uh, sure. No. We're still oh, very I, small I, I, scale. I only have one. That's okay. <laughs> but like we have, cause our, our TikTok is in that realm of like 500 and under is usually where we sit. Um, no matter what I do from those weird cringy people who are like, here's how you engage the algorithm oh yeah like i've tried I, everything you got tracy and it's not working yeah i don't believe any of that shit. i don't either it's all bullshit <laughs> i think it's all bullshit like i don't know but sometimes you throw some stuff out and see what happens and uh i know like i did one and i like changed my outfit and i had to get my my boyfriend to like use his it was like the, the hands wrapping around the door frame but i have little short fat stubby fingers so I was like, I had to get him to do it. I went through all this trouble. It did nothing. And then I had one where I just like did one of those filters where Winnie the Pooh is dancing in the kitchen. And it was like one of our better performing ones. And I was like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but you and can't quit. Only... You just got to come back. No. And that honestly, the like if anyone ever asked me for advice about social media and like how to grow followings is just be consistent. Um, because that is the only way you're going to get followers. Um, yep. if that's something you're looking for. Well, that was my, my next question for you. It was just like, not just for us. Like we want to know, too. <laughs> I'm sure there are other people who are in the same space of like creators, whether it's podcasts, whether it's business, whether it is like a meme page, something like that, that it's like, how do I do this? How do I get any kind of traction? Yeah. And I would just be consistent and I would stick to a schedule of, of that. So I try to post four things a day on millennial misery. And then I try to post six things a day on humorous resources. Um, and then as far as my TikToks goes, millennial misery, TikTok, um, I do try to at least post one TikTok on humorous resources at least once a day. Last night, the kids were being good. My husband was out of the, um, the house and I was able to knock out three TikToks and I posted them. Like I posted one this morning, I posted one midday and then I posted one later today. Um, and I don't usually do that, but it just kind of worked out last night. Um, but yeah, I mean, just be consistent. And um, one thing that I've worked really hard at is I make sure I give everyone credit too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go out of my way to find their Instagrams because obviously some um, sometimes their Twitter name is not their same as their um username on TikTok or their username on Instagram. So I kind of make sure I try to go out of my way to find it. Um, and if I can't, I'll just tag, I'll still tag their username. But, um, and so that way I've kind of created relationships with content creators. Um, and, and so it's a trust, you know what I mean? Cause so they'll send, they'll even send me their stuff before they post and be like, Hey, do you want to collab on this? Or, um, Hey, do you want to post this? And I'm like, sure. And I think that definitely changed the scenery of meme pages because even, um, the fat Jewish, remember he got in trouble for basically stealing jokes Mm -hmm. and reposting things that weren't his and like claiming them. Well, that's one thing I just wanted to like, yes, I do make my own memes and I do make my own TikToks, but there's a lot of people out there that are a lot funnier than me and I want to post them and I want to give them credit. I feel the same way. I know that's one thing that we've always tried to do when we repost things on our story, which is we try to do that really often. And I always try to 
to tag the person. And then, you know, yeah. sometimes it creates, like you said, that communication. I mean, if we didn't do that, exactly. I don't think we'd be having this conversation right now. We probably like spam the hell out of you <laughs> with, with how well, much we well, yeah, post because, your stuff. Well, and, and then that, and that created a relationship, right? So then I started following you guys and then I started listening to your, your podcast and then I invited myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really full circle and you like become friends with people. Um, and you get to know people, and I, I think that's kind of I think how my pages have been successful is because I've I've really one I've tried to truly be genuine, um, but I give people the credit, and I truly you know I'm like oh my god you're hilarious like because they are they are hilarious and they're much funnier than me, and so I'm glad that I have pages that I have enough followers that they can get more followers because there's enough followers for all of us out there. Yeah, the internet is a is a wonderful place that's limitless, it feels like. The limit does yeah. not exist. <laughs> oh, always bringing it back. I try my best. Day. She's a mathlete. She's a mathlete. <laughs> of the two of us. Yeah, Courtney is the mathlete. I, you know, I don't even know how old I am most of the time. Oh, well, I feel like this has been a really, really great conversation. Thank you so much for... I know you keep saying you invited yourself on, and I mean, yeah, you kind of did. But <laughs> totally. I love it. <laughs> like, we're so grateful that you did, you know? Because, <laughs> again, you... You saved us a, like, how do I do this? <laughs> so really appreciate you coming on. And uh, just in case anybody, you know, missed at the beginning, like, where can people find you? Where can people find your your stuff? And do you have anything specific you want people to look out? Rolling out the red carpet. I am on all the socials. So the Twitters, maybe not for long. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, even the Facebooks. Um, Ooh. Yeah, not much play over there, but we're still on there. Um, at Millennial Misery, at Humorous Resources, or Horrendous HR. And people can submit horrendous HR stories, and they're amazing. And I read them anonymously. I feel like I'm going to have to. Oh my God, it's, it's going to have to do it. There's a lot of shit so stories, like a lot of poop oh, stories. Yeah. Send, and send them. I have to open the crypt of terrible memories and, and get <laughs> and back hold, to you. Hold on. Do you want to relive that trauma? <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to go back to therapy soon anyway. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks again so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. It was, it was super fun. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. <laughs>